This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome back to another lesson. In today's lesson to help you improve your English, we are going to talk about 18 of the most difficult, most confusing words in the English language. And they are used every day, not by every person every day, but when you are having some of those more advanced conversations, you will run into these words. We're talking about words like opportunity versus probability. We're talking about the difference between consistent and persistent. Sympathy, empathy, apathy. What are the differences? If you are an advanced English speaker, if you are studying for the IELTS or the TOEFL, this is the perfect lesson for you. If you are a beginner, check it out, but this might not be the right lesson for you. This is going to be challenging. This is going to be one of those lessons you may want to pause the video and think about what I say. You may want to step away from the video, come back to it a few minutes later, a few days later, because we are diving deep into the English language. We'll also do some shadowing to help you with that English pronunciation. If you've seen any of the videos I've done on shadowing before, the sentence will appear at the bottom. I hope that doesn't interfere with the subtitles or the closed captions if you have them on, but I think it's better than having them over my head. If that sounds like a great English lesson for you, grab a piece of paper, maybe a pen, maybe that coffee, sit down and let's get into it because by the end of this lesson, I promise your English will be improved. One quick note before we get into that lesson, I need to give a huge shout out to Yasin. He left a comment. Let me slide over here. He left a comment on one of my videos a couple months ago. And this is what I am basing this lesson on his comment. He left 18 words in that comment. He said they're confusing. I agree. I might add a couple more, but we will be talking about at least 18 very confusing words. Let's get started. The first pair of words that can be confusing is opportunity and probability. Even pronouncing it, right? Probability, opportunity. Let's talk about opportunity first. It means you have a chance at something that might fail. Usually it's a good thing, but for some reason it might not happen. It will probably happen. We'll talk about probably in just a few minutes, but it's something good that can happen in your life, but it's not for sure. Let's look at the word in a sentence. I do not want to blow this once in a lifetime opportunity. In this sentence, to blow something, it means to fail at it. For some reason, it doesn't go the right way. My daughter has the opportunity to study in the United States 
next spring. There's some shadowing practice for you. My daughter has the opportunity to study in the United States next spring. Maybe this young lady has really good grades. Her college says, why don't you study in the United States? It could be a great opportunity for you. At work, I have the opportunity for a promotion. If you notice in this sentence, there is a prepositional phrase before the subject. Therefore, I need to put a comma before the subject. I in this sentence is the subject. The prepositional phrase is at work. This prepositional phrase could come at the end of the sentence. You would not need a comma then. You could say, I have the opportunity for a promotion at work. The next one is probability. That means there is a chance that something could happen. It could be a high probability of something happening or a low probability of something happening. Let's look at a couple examples. There's a high probability for rain tomorrow. In other words, there is a good chance that it will rain tomorrow. Maybe you go to your boss at work. You want the day off tomorrow. Maybe it's going to be sunny. You have some plans to go to the beach. You may ask your boss, what's the probability of me getting the day off tomorrow? What are the chances I don't have to work? What's the probability you will understand everything in this English lesson today? I don't know. I hope there's a high probability, but if the probability is low, you can always watch it again. The next two words, probably and properly. Probably. There's a good chance something will happen. Right now, as I'm recording this lesson, it's summer where I live, and I will probably go to the beach again this summer. There's a good chance I don't live too far from the beach. When you ask your boss for the day off, hopefully they will say, yeah, you can probably get the day off tomorrow. Probably. There's a good chance that that will happen. My daughter will probably study in the United States next year. So sometimes in English, you might hear a 50-50 chance of something happening. That means an equally good chance that it will happen with an equally bad chance. 50-50, an equal chance of it happening. If something will probably happen, there's a better than 50% chance that it will happen. It, it just isn't certain. It's not definite. If we go back to that probability thing, there's a high probability of it happening if you say it will probably happen. Yeah. See, I told you this is a tough lesson. Let's talk about properly. That means it's, it's done well. Here's the sentence. If something is done properly, it is done well. I hope I'm teaching this lesson properly. Now, notice properly is an adverb. It describes how something is done. It describes a verb most of the time. At least in the United States, when we use properly, that is very formal English. Let's take my children. They each have rooms. I might ask them to clean their room. 
when they are done, if I wanted to be really formal, I hardly ever am really formal. I might say, have you cleaned your room properly? Have you cleaned your room properly? I would probably just say, have you cleaned your room well? Probably. I would probably say that instead. You ready for the next one? It's a tough one. It's a really tough one. One that I think even native English speakers have a tough time with. But this is the difference between three words. Sympathy, empathy, and apathy. They all have something to do with the way you feel towards something else. Let's take a look at sympathy. Sympathy. Sympathy is when you feel badly for someone. You can offer your sympathy. Let's say a very good friend of yours just lost a loved one. Maybe they lost their mother. Their mother has passed away. You can offer them sympathy. So sympathy is when you are feeling bad for someone. Empathy is a little bit different. Empathy means you can feel what the other person feels. Empathy is when you understand the feelings of someone. You can feel empathetic towards someone. Empathy is the noun. Empathetic is the adjective. It describes how you feel. Let's take homeless children. You know, it's, it's a really sad thing. So you could definitely have sympathy for those homeless children. For sure, you could feel bad for them because they don't have a home. Now let's think about the people who help out homeless children. You could have a lot of empathy for those people who work with those children. Let's take a look at that example sentence. I will read it and you can practice shadowing. I have a lot of empathy for those people who work with homeless children. So, of course, those children have really tough lives. You could have sympathy for them. You could even have empathy. But it might be a little difficult to know exactly how they are feeling if you've never been homeless yourself. But with someone who works with homeless children, you might be able to understand how they feel going home every night. They probably think about those children they work with a lot. So you could feel empathy for those people. You could be empathetic for those people. Anytime you tell someone, oh, I know how you're feeling, you are showing empathy. The next one is apathy or being apathetic. And that means you don't care at all. You really have no feelings towards the subject. Maybe you have an English class that you really don't want to go to. I hope, I hope you don't have that. Maybe, maybe you're watching this lesson and you think, oh, Brent, that guy, he's so much better than my other English teacher. So maybe you're feeling some apathy towards your class right now. You don't really want to go. Here's an example sentence. I am feeling a ton of apathy towards my English class. I don't feel like going this afternoon. Whew. So let's review. Sympathy is when you feel bad for someone. Empathy is when you can feel 
how that other person feels. And apathy is you don't really care at all. And if you are enjoying this lesson at all, if you are finding some value, do you mind hitting that thumbs up? It helps other people find this lesson. This lesson is a lot longer than I thought it would be. If there is a part two, I will put a card right up there. If you want to continue learning English, take a look at a video I made about the state of Texas.